This is Meg Tilton at The 8 Cow Life, episode number 87, From a Place of Love. This is The 8 Cow Life, a place where LDS women, and really any woman, can come to learn how every aspect of their life is beautiful and has purpose. A place to help you realize how important you are, and that this place we call Earth just wouldn't be the same without you. So sit back and take a breather in that unfolded laundry, and let's chat for a moment about your amazing life. Hello, everybody. How is your Monday going? What is happening? It is a sunny, cold day here in St. Louis. We warmed up and then chilled down, and then we're going to warm back up again. But my kids are finally all back in school. I get to sit in my house by myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of liking it. It's kind of nice to have some time alone and to get back into the work that I feel so called to do and so passionate about. So I'm glad you all are here. And I am super, super glad for Star Force 1101 is such a cool name, by the way, for leaving me a review on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Actually, they left it March 19th, but I'm reading it today, um, which is April 1st. Can you believe it? Did anybody do anything for April Fool's Day? We totally blew it. Not to April Fool's our kids this morning. We could have done it, but we didn't think of anything. So anyway, I want to read Star Force 1101's review and show you how easy it is to leave me a review. She says, or he says, I love her podcast and love is capitalized. Thank you. Meg is real, honest, funny, and has some awesome insights. I look forward to her podcast every week. Thank you so much, Starforce1101. I really appreciate the fact that you come here every week and listen. It really does mean so much to me. All right, so let's get into that podcast for today entitled From a Place of Love. So the last two weeks, my mom was visiting. And if you don't know my mother, she's like the Energizer Bunny. She doesn't stop. And she's no spring chicken, like she's in her 70s. I won't give her exact age, but she's in her 70s. And she just goes, goes, goes like I'm exhausted when she leaves. And we did a lot, a lot of projects. And so I'm super happy about that. But I'm not gonna talk about those projects today. But my mom is the Relief Society president in her ward. And if you've ever been in a calling like that, you know that even though you go out of town and you may go on vacation, that your calling doesn't necessarily stop because there's lots of things to take care of and things come up. And so while she was here, she took many phone calls and was dealing with different various issues that were going on in her ward back home. And one day she got a phone call from a woman that I've heard her speak to before. And this woman has had some hard things go on in her life. And I don't know this woman personally, but I know a little bit about her. And my mom has told me just a little bit of her life and what that has gone on there. And she called and was just chatting with my mom about a recent situation that had come up in her life. And 
my mom like patiently sat there and listened to her and empathized with her. And I have to be honest that in my own heart, I was a little less than charitable towards this woman, even though I don't know her. I was not super loving and um, I just was listening to the conversation and I just was a little bit skeptical and all this stuff. I just wasn't coming from a place of love. Okay. But I really admired the way my mom was so loving and validating of this woman's feelings. And she just was accepting this woman where she was. And my mom was really teaching me yet again, you always learn from your mom about meeting people where they are from a place of love. Now, as I have gotten older and had my own interactions with people and seen the interactions of others, I have come to appreciate more and more how we need to each approach everyone and every situation in our life from a place of love. Now, it's not always easy. I get it. But it's the best way to handle any conversation or interaction we may have or need to have in our daily lives on an ongoing basis. Now, like I said, I am not perfect. And as the above example shows, the previous example shows, clearly I have a lot of work to do, but I'm trying to be better. And I do see the benefits of this. So you may be asking, well, how does one come to others from a pace of love? And in its simplest of terms, it starts with you and the thoughts you have that generate the feelings in your heart. So recently I was having a conversation with a client and she was wondering how she could approach her child in a more loving way. I suggested that she take a time out herself every time she felt she was not acting from a place of love towards this child. By doing so, she would allow herself to focus on her current emotion, say of overwhelm or irritation or anger, She would be able to recognize it and then process it before proceeding. I told her she would need to probably go to timeout a lot in the beginning, and then it would get better. Putting yourself in the place of love is just like anything else in your life. It takes time and practice. We live in such a crazy rushed world where we take little time to sit back and reflect on our lives the way things are going, the things we are producing through our thoughts and feelings. It's really something that is a problem, I think, in today's day and age. And I know that there are mixed reviews on timeouts for children, but I want you to think about timeouts for a minute and think about them if they were done correctly and the practice they would produce for children. Now, if you're like me, my kids have often gone to timeout because I couldn't handle their behavior. I needed a break. But the real purpose of a timeout for a child should be so that they can sit and think quietly about what is causing them to have emotions that are producing results that are not favorable for them. Ideally, in this situation, and if we wanted to do it correctly, there would be parental guidance through this process. And I don't think it would be too shocking to expect that over time, kids would end up putting themselves in timeout. Now, my purpose today is not to focus on kids' timeouts, but on your timeouts. The thing is, the process is the same. 
If your emotions are getting the best of you and you are not showing up in love, then you need to start giving yourself timeouts to think and then feel the love you want before reacting in a less than loving way and producing results in the long run that you don't want to have in your life. Now, I know that because we live in this crazy, rushed, and busied world, we are often put in positions where maybe a physical timeout is not something that is really feasible for us to be able to process our emotions when something happens that causes us feelings that are not loving. So may I suggest a different kind of timeout? And this is what I call a verbal timeout. And what I mean by this is that when a friend or a spouse or a coworker or acquaintance says or does something that then makes you choose a less than loving emotion, don't say anything at all. Remain silent until you can come from a more loving place, right? We like to react. We think it should be immediate and that we should be able to say things immediately. And I think if I look at all like the wise people that I have come across in my life or even wise characters in movies or books, who are they? They're the people that don't say anything immediately until they have something really, really good to say. I really do believe that all too often you may feel the need to defend or say something immediately whenever you feel a wrong or mistake has befallen you. But if my life experience has taught me anything, a little time and distance from emotionally charged situations usually ensures a better outcome if you are striving during that time where you distance yourself to come to have a better understanding of where the other person is coming from and all the details leading up to the situation at hand. I think one of the greatest examples in the scriptures of someone coming to another from a place of love time and time again was Nephi to his brothers Laman and Lemuel. He never came at them from a place of anger. He deeply desired for them to choose the right way. God's way and diligently came from a place of love, even when some of those exchanges were maybe a little bit more direct and from a place of correction. Now, in my own life, I had a great example of somebody who loved me but expected a lot of me. When I was in high school, I played basketball my freshman year. I'd played in junior high and I fully expected to play my all four years in high school. I ended up only playing my freshman year and I played for a coach named Bill Petty and he coached about 20 of us girls on that team. It was a big team and I loved playing for coach Petty. Now, the practices were hard, but they were fun, and he instilled in us a desire to do our best work and to work really hard to win. I remember, in fact, he got a basketball and he painted it on the stripes, you know how a basketball looks, alternating colors of blue and gold, which was our school colors, and then for every win, he would adhere a star to the ball. We didn't win every game but we won a lot and we made mistakes and he would get frustrated with us. But I always knew it was not a frustration born in anger, but a frustration born in love. He loved us and he wanted us to win and play up to our potential. I had a deep desire to perform well and win, 
not so much for my school, I might add, but for the love I grew to have for Coach Petty. I wanted to win for him. I knew he loved us and that everything he did was because of that love. So a lot of times if he got frustrated, he would like walk away. And then when he could come back from more of a place of love, then he would re-engage. His example taught me that whenever we come from a place of love, great things happen for us and those around us. Problems are much easier solved and bonds are made that last for years. I haven't played for that man for almost 30 years. Not quite that much. But I still remember, I still have this love for him and appreciation for him for how he taught and coached me in that position. In the Book of Mormon, we read in 1 Nephi chapter 11, verses 21 through 23, And the angel said unto me, he's speaking to Nephi, Behold the Lamb of God, yea, even the Son of the Eternal Father. Knowest thou the meaning of the tree which thy father saw? And I answered him, saying, Yea, it is the love of God which sheddeth itself abroad in the hearts of the children of men. Wherefore, it is the most desirable above all things. And he spake unto me, saying, Yea, and the most joyous to the soul. Remember that crazy world where we live, where you can see the destructive behavior of many because they are seeking to feel and be loved? That is really what we're seeing every day on the news. When we see people acting poorly, it's because they want and they yearn for love and acceptance. Their souls want this and yearn for it. And we know through this scripture that God's love, which has the ability to come through each of us, is the most desired thing of any of us. Every time you or I do not come from a place of love, we are denying someone else from being able to have something that they most desire and that will bring them the most joy, which is love. So powerful and important to remember. Now, remember how my mom had gotten a phone call from that woman in her ward while she was visiting me? Well, she got a second phone call about a week later, this time from another leader in her ward telling her that this woman had unexpectedly passed away. You just never know what is around the corner, but you do get to choose how you will handle every situation in your life. Will you choose to come from a place of love? I am no different than you. I struggle with this myself. But knowing there is always this option gives me hope that you and I both have the ability to always come from a place of love. That option is always there. So I encourage you to strive and do that as much as you can in your life. Take those timeouts. Take that time to reflect. Take that time to have love cultivated in your heart and see the magic and the amazing things that will happen as you do that. Now, from a place of 100% love, I would like you to know that this will be my last episode for a while. I know that may come as a shocker. It came as a shocker to me, okay? This was not planned. After I published the episode last week, a small little voice told me it was time to take a pause. 
I have taught a lot here about going after your goals and pushing through, and I am still practicing what I preach, and I still want you to practice that in your life. This is not an end, but more of like a deep breath, (laughs) like a... I will see you back here on October 7th of this year. I'm taking six months off. I still have a goal of getting 100 reviews. So that means that you still, if you have not left me a review, you need to go and do that. I'm up to 43. Rock on. I'm so excited about that. And I still want that 100 reviews, and now I get the added challenge of getting them in in a less active time of publishing on the podcast. And I will tell you, this is a leap of faith as well. I don't fully understand why God has asked me to do this, but he has not let me down yet. And so I'm doing as he says, and I'm taking a pause. You can still follow me on social media, although I am going to be limiting my time there to Tuesdays and Thursdays. I have a thing. I don't think I've actually ever mentioned it here on the podcast, but every Tuesday from 1 to 1.30 Central Time, I go live on Instagram and Facebook, and I do Let's Talk Tuesday. Um, so be sure to tune in there. You can get free coaching. I will, I've been usually using things that I've published on the podcast, but I will be talking about other great concepts there. And I'm super excited for the energy I'll be able to have to put into that. And you can always reach out to me and contact me via email at meg at the Now my podcast, the ACAL life also had a little sub podcast called A Cup of Joel. So maybe some of you are wondering because I have gotten in my reviews a lot of reviews about how you guys like A Cup of Joel. That will be continuing. Yay! Aren't we all excited? Joel and I though will be taking a very brief pause and I'm going to be spinning that podcast off into its own And that will be starting the first Sunday of May. We publish every first Sunday of the month. So it will just be one podcast a month, um, but it's going to be under a cup of Joel. Now, Joel, it was so funny because he's fine with that name under my podcast um, kind of umbrella of the eight cow life. But when I was like, here's a graphic I came up with, he's like, uh, I think that may lead people to think that I break the word of wisdom because you'll see when you go look for it, that it's just a cup. And then above it, it says a cup of Joel. Um, but it's just a cup. And I assured him, I'm like, well, to me, there's hot chocolate in that cup. What's in that cup to you, Joel? (laughs) So I can assure you, Joel does not break the word of wisdom, at least to the best of my knowledge. And um, it just really means that you are getting a large dose of the thoughts of Joel Harper, which I think are always insightful, always helpful and just entertaining all around. It's going to be great. So be sure to follow us there. And again, I will post more about that on my social media outlets so that you know when that's coming um, the first Sunday in May. And I will be definitely publishing things as I, you know, get ready to reinstate this podcast in October. So until October, I hope you have a few great months. I hope you go and listen to General Conference this coming weekend. I cannot wait. It's going to be amazing. 
and I will be back soon with more amazing podcasts, October 7th. Have a great week. Have a great couple of months. Enjoy your summer. And I will be back in the fall, which is, hey, my favorite season. All right, everybody. I love you all. You're amazing. Have a great one. Bye-bye.